What is going on? Yerks here. Welcome to Yerks Talks. Happy Friday. Friday, October 16th. We're flying through October, man. This is crazy. We're getting close to Halloween. I don't know how that's going to work with all the uh, Corona stuff, but uh, yeah, man. I, you just didn't think that we'd be in the Corona stuff this far, but I guess we still are. So hopefully Halloween can still go on. People can still go out there with their kids and trick-or-treat. Maybe we'll just keep, I don't know, maybe all bets are off for Halloween. I have no idea. Uh, but hopefully the kids are able to do something. It's Football Friday, guys and girls. We're going to preview all of the games this weekend. I'll go over my picks as well. But first, we'll recap the baseball games Playoff baseball, man. You got to love it. Uh, two teams can clinch tonight, uh, so we'll go over those as well. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Yerks, if you want. You can follow the podcast as well on Instagram, at Yerks Talks. You can also follow on Spotify and subscribe to Apple Podcasts. A lot of a uh, show for you, so we're just going to get straight into it. We'll start with the American League, as always in baseball. The Astros, they do it again, man. They just keep finding a way. Uh, they force a game six. They beat the Rays four to three. Once again, another home run in the first for the Astros. This time it was their leadoff man, George Springer. First pitch he sees, he hits one to left, a solo shot. He now has 19 postseason home runs, which is tied fourth now all time with Albert Pujols, and he's one shy off of Derek Jeter, for being a third all-time on that list. Insane. Uh, the number one on that list, by the way, in case you're wondering, Manny Ramirez uh, with 29, which is just a lot of those are with the Red Sox. Uh, just bonkers. The Rays, they would tie the game in the third, though. They'd get another home run of their own, a solo home run of their own with Brandon Lowe. He would hit one to center. Uh, the Astros would respond, respond, though, in the bottom of the same inning. Michael Brantley would hit a two-RBI single into right field to make it 3-1. to one. The Rays, though, they would come back. They'd tie the game again by getting two more solo shots. Top of the fifth. Remember the name, Randy Arena, the rookie. He would hit a home run to right field. His sixth of the postseason that ties a rookie record for most all-time. And then in the eighth, and this one was a moonshot, G-Man Choi, he says sayonara to a ball, 447 feet. Is that is that racist? Oh, John, racism on the podcast. Oh, no. Sayonara. He's, he's South Korean, you ass. Uh, God, you uncultured swine. Sayonara is Japanese. Oh, uh, you know, it's a casual Friday. I'm slipping up. I apologize for it. It won't happen again. Uh, but yeah, bottom eight. This was an absolute. He had the uh, G-Man. He's like been one of my favorite guys. He's been trolling the Astros after they beat the Yankees. It was great seeing him celebrate out there. He had just this had everything. Just the moonshot, the bat flip. It was incredible. Ties a game, but the Astros were not ready to go home. They they wanted a game six, and they would end up getting it. Nick Anderson pitching for the Rays. Uh, his second appearance of the series. He looked a little bit shaky his first time out, but he's out there again. Um, Alex, Bregman, Alex Bregman, the first batter, he gets him to pop out. But then Carlos Correa, who called his shot, by the way, before he went up to back, he went over to the manager, Dusty Baker. He's like, hey, I'm going to hit a yah-yah here. Dusty Baker's like, 
yeah, okay, go do that. And he did. Walk off home run to center to win 4-3 to three as the Astros force that game 6. They become the fourth team in postseason history to force a game 6 after being down three games to none. And so now, don't call it a comeback, but, you know, I mean, this is a little bit scary for the Rays. Despite their bullpen woes and issues, right? Remember, they lost a bunch of guys to injury. Uh, they're still getting it done. They had to use seven pitchers in this game. The Astros did. Five of them were rookies. Uh, just, you know, you got to tip your hat, man. Uh, they've been able to get it done offensively as well. They've been getting clutch hits when they need them. Dusty Baker, it's so hard not to root for him, you know? Like, as much as I hate the Astros, I love Dusty Baker. He's great for the game. He's, you know, well-respected. Again, I'll say it, great hire by the Astros, you know, to kind of dwell some of the anger towards them. Everybody loves Dusty Baker, and it's, it's great seeing him. There was a moment he had with Correa. Uh, it was a cool picture of him, like him and Correa hugging, and it's like, ah, like it's like you hate Correa, but you love Dusty, so it's like one of those moments. Uh, the Rays, uh, this is a bullpen day for them. They only used four pitchers. Uh, they pitched well enough. You know, they only allowed four runs. Obviously, the walk-off home run uh, allowed by Anderson, not ideal, but the offense, they left nine on base. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, they had chances. Can they do it again? Can the Astros force a Game 7? Another do or die for the Rays is going to be Blake Snell pitching for them. In Game 1, he was good. Five innings pitched, six hits, one earned, two walks, and two strikeouts. And then for Houston, it's going to be their best pitcher in the postseason. He's got to have a good game, obviously, but he's been great. Uh, Six innings pitched uh, in his Game 1 start, four hits. Two runs, uh, four walks, so you got to cut down on those walks. Uh, but eight strikeouts, so we'll see if they can do it again. They'll probably have to go six, maybe even more. Uh, you know, you have Ryan Presley, their closer, who got four outs in this uh, in game five. But I mean, can he do it again for them? Uh, we'll see what Dusty does. Uh, but yeah, come on, Rays, close it out. As much as I love Dusty Baker, I don't want the Astros to be in another World Series. So come on now. Let's move to the National League. The Braves, they took game four. I, now, I said yesterday, I said this is a very important game. You got to shut the door, right? You, you don't want to. You see the wave on the horizon. You got to nip it in the butt, and they did. They, they're up 3-1 in the series now. How about the rookie Bryce Wilson? Have a day, kid. Uh, taking on Clayton Kershaw, the, the you know, three-time Cy Young winner, but it's a t- typical womp womp in the playoffs. They were tied through five, though, in this game. There was a solo shot for each team. Top of the third, Edwin Rios. He hit one to right field. He's now homered in back-to-back games. But then Marcel Ozuna, he would tie the game with a solo bomb to left field. He had a great night. Uh, bottom of the sixth, though, game is still tied. And uh, Clayton Kershaw, the one that we all know and love in the playoffs, he would make an appearance as usual. First batter, Ronald Acuna, he would reach on a single. Uh, it would get turned. He would end up getting to second base on an error by Kike Hernandez. The ball, uh, bad throw to first. It would go into the dugout. He would get an extra base. Then Freddie Freeman, it would hit an RBI double to score Acuna. Uh, after him, Marcel Azuna would hit a double of his own to score Freeman, and that would be it for Kershaw. So in comes Broodsar Gratterall. Now, uh, yesterday, I, I was it no, two days ago? I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, I was talking about Broodsar. If you don't remember, this is the guy against the Padres who threw his glove and hat, right? 
Uh, he he's inherited this season. I thought this was just the postseason, but this is the entire season. So regular and postseason, he's been inherited nine runners, and he hasn't allowed them to score. Hasn't allowed any to score. He's been sensational, but uh, not last night because not only would he allow the inherited runners to score, he would give up runs of his own, and he. He would get pulled only making one out. So I mean, where's where's your where's your glove flip now, buddy? Where's your hat flip? Where's the fist pump in the air? Yeah, we don't see it, do we? All right, you, I, you know, I, I'm so, it was the divisional round, and you're acting like you just pitched in the World Series, friend. Okay, so you deserve it. Karma is a bitch, and I, you know what? This was just, I loved it. It was it was fantastic to see. Phenomenal. He only gets one out, records three runs. And he actually, Victor Gonzalez had to come in for the Dodgers to, to uh, you know, get out of the inning. And he inherited Grotterall's uh, runner, and then he ended up scoring. So, yeah, boo to you, Broodsar, all right? You got what was coming to you. You had to shut it down. You couldn't do it. And the Braves would go on to score six runs in this inning on seven hits. They'd bat around. 11 batters in this inning. It'd be 7-1 to one when it was all said and done. Uh, top of the 7th, though, the Dodgers, they did have a chance, and this scared me. Uh, Braves, uh, Will Smith was in for them. Uh, he ended up not doing well. He had to go to uh, Chris Martin to get out of the jam, but it was bases loaded with one out, and they only managed to score one run, which was uh, f- phenomenal. Uh, you know, made it 72, and then uh, bottom of the seventh, Marcelo Zuna was like, I want that one run back. So I'm going to hit my second home run of the game, and it's going to make it 8-2. to two. He went four for five yesterday, a single, a double, and two home runs with four RBIs. He was sensational. I love him walking around the bases, too, with the selfie. Uh, it's just phenomenal. I love I love it, man. People that, like, say, like, oh, you know, it's bad for the game. This is This is great for the game. It's reinvigorating your game. You want the young kids to play baseball, all right? Football's dangerous as much as I love football. Like, you want the young kids to kind of steer towards baseball, right? Not soccer, not basket hoops. You want them to go baseball, you know? Uh, Atlanta would add two more in the eighth after another error uh, by the Dodgers. Matt Beatty, he he uh, DH'd in the seventh. Well, you know, uh, when the bases were loaded, couldn't get anything done. He... Uh, he made an error at first base that kept the inning alive, and they were uh, they would add on two more. Uh, the final score on this one, 10-2. But the hero, you know, you score 10 runs, you're thinking Marcelo Zuna's the guy, but no, 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 no. It's the rookie Bryce Wilson on the mound for Atlanta. Six innings pitched, one hit, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts. He was sensational. They needed him to be great, uh, you know, just good. They needed him to just be good, and he was sensational. Uh, this is one that, you know, he'll never forget. His parents were in the stand. That was great to see. They were pumped up for their kid. They got, uh, you know, obviously they were on eggshells because the game was tied 1-1. But after that uh, six innings, uh, that, that six-run sixth inning, they, they they got pumped for their kid. He ended up getting the win. It was great to see. Uh, on the other side, oh, Clayton Kershaw. You, you love to you, you hate to see it but you love to see it if you're not a Dodger fan uh, he had never lost to the Braves going into this game and he gets the L five innings pitch seven hits four runs one walk four strikeouts he now has the highest postseason era with a minimum of a hundred pitches 
or 100 innings pitched, excuse me, uh, with a 4.31 ERA. He now ties Greg Maddox for the most playoff starts, giving up four or more runs with 11. I mean, I don't, it's so weird, but he just sucks so much in the playoffs, man. He's terrible. And this dominant bullpen that we've heard about, like, oh my God, they're so good. They're in shambles right now. Uh, the offense, it seems that they use all their runs in game three. They're like, yeah, we'll score 15 runs. You know, we'll, we'll do it again in game uh, four. Uh, nope. Only three hits in this game. And the huge shock for uh, the lineup for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. Only two of 14 in this series. He has no RBIs, no home runs. He hasn't even stolen a base. Uh, he's done nothing offensively. And uh, the door might be closing for the Dodgers once again. Well, best team in baseball. Oh, my God, they're so good. Uh, <laughs> once again, they're facing an elim elimination uh, game in a series tonight. It's a do or die for them. On the mound for L.A., it's going to be Dustin May, the 23-year-old. He pitched uh, in game one in relief, one and two-thirds innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Uh, this is going to be his game. They're going to try to use him as long as he's still, uh, you know, pitching well. Yeah, he's got nasty stuff when he's on, all right? Uh, the movement he gets on his fastball is disgusting. So, uh, you know, he needs to have a big game because Kershaw can't do it. So he's got to be the guy. And uh, if he's not, then they'll probably be going home if they have to go to the bullpen early. Uh, they've had issues, right? I mean, Blake Trinan's been good. Uh, Kenley Jans Jansen, he's been hit and miss. He, you know, he pitched in the six two games ago. Uh, he might not have his stuff, so maybe he'll – but, I mean, Broodsar got lit up yesterday, so who knows uh, what the situation there is going to be. For Atlanta, it's going to be a bullpen day for them. Uh, you know, they don't want to use Max Freed ahead of time. Uh, you know, they want him in that pivotal game six if they need him, you know. So A.J. Minter is going to start it off for their bullpen day. He pitched in game two. He went two-thirds innings, uh, one hit, one run, no walks, and one strikeout. He's a lefty, so... Uh, you like that uh, if you're a Braves fan with all the left-handed batters in the Dodgers lineup, Corey Seager, Bellinger, Max Muncy. I can't imagine any of those guys getting uh, getting out there as well. Edwin Rios, do you put him down on the bench, even though he's homered in back-to-back -back games now? Probably not. So uh, if if Minter can get off to a solid start, you like how the rot you like the rest of the uh, bullpen to get things done to maybe set up Melanson for a save and a clincher to go to the World Series. Come on, Braves. <laughs> Please do it, Braves. Do it tonight. I would love it. Oh, I'd be fantastic. Oh, come on now. All right, let's shift to the NFL. Got some news before we get into the Week 6 preview. First things first, Le'Veon Bell. He signed a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. The rich get richer. Uh, this makes a ton of sense, right? Uh, Damian Williams, a running back in the Super Bowl who popped off last year. He opted out at the beginning of the season. Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson have been terrible. Obviously, the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think he's been fine. This sucks for fantasy. I have Edwards-Alaire in fantasy. Le'Veon Bell, this is such a bummer, man. This stinks. I don't know what I'm going to do with my team now. Uh, good news if you're also a Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner in fantasy, like me. He's not available for Monday night. He has to be quarantined for five days before he can meet with the team. So you're looking at probably Wednesday before he gets to Kansas. Or he's probably in Kansas City, but Wednesday before he can actually start practicing with the team. So the hope is that Clyde, 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire pops off on Monday night, and then maybe like it'll be a two, you know, two-headed running back core in Kansas City. That's the hope. The second hope is that Le'Veon Bell has passed it. Remember, it's two. It's been two years now since he's really done anything relevant. Uh, you know, I know that Adam Gase is a bum. I know that the Jets stink, but still, uh, you look at his numbers. You think that, like, you know, he'd still be doing a little bit more than he is if he is this dominant running back still. And it, it compares to kind of like Devontae Freeman. So we'll see how he looks. Again, this is another weapon for the Chiefs. Uh, like they needed it, but they they get they get it across the line, and it's a good deal for them. The second little bit of news: we had some COVID scares this morning. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts uh, this morning it was reported that they had four positive tests. They ended up being false positives, though. Thank goodness. So the Cincinnati Bengal Indianapolis Colts game is still a go. Uh, the second news: uh, the pa- the Patriots they canceled their Friday practice today after a positive COVID test. This sucks. Uh, however. It was. It's as of right now. This game is still going to happen, uh, which is a good thing because if this game can't get played, then the schedule would like. I don't know how the NFL fixes this because both of these teams have already had their bye week. Remember last week they were forced to have their bye because the Patriots, you know, they couldn't. Uh, they had to cancel their game. So like, if this game doesn't happen, like Sunday. Or, or like next, like early next week, so Monday or Tuesday, then I don't know what's going to happen here. The schedule would like, yeah, I don't know what the schedule would, would, yeah. I, I don't, like I don't have words for right now because I don't know what the, I can't even fathom what the NFL would propose or do. The Patriots might have to forfeit potentially, so we'll see how it goes. All right, let's get into the preview. And uh, so last week I was eight and six. It was a rough week. I listened to some friends I shouldn't have. I picked Atlanta. That was dumb. Indianapolis let me down too. Uh, you had some upsets as well. The Dolphins beat the Niners. You had uh, what else was an upset? The Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yes. So some upsets. Eight and six. Not strong. Uh, my record overall though: fifty-five correct, twenty-one wrong, and and the one tie, of course. 71% of the time, I'm getting the right answer, so, you know, stick with me. I also do want to bring back, so remember last week we had some uh, some techno- technological issues. The Thursday and Friday episodes did not go out. Uh, Thursday episode didn't happen. Friday's one got bugged. Didn't realize it till the weekend, so I said, all right, like, screw it. I'm not going to make it work. Uh, but I do want to also uh, make, like, five bets every week. You know, like pick, pick, like based off the line, things like that, you know, uh, and also kind of a spicy one, like one that's like a little bit out there. Uh, so I was going to keep first week didn't go too well. The first week I did it. Uh, second week I did do it, but like you guys didn't see that episode. So I think I'm just going to do a clean slate. Uh, so because of this, this week I'm going to do six bets and then one spicy pick as well. Uh, so yeah, we got 12 games this weekend. Four teams are on a bye. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Let's get into it. All right, first game. The 1-4 Texans. They're taking on the 4-0 Titans. Tennessee is a 3.5-point favorite. I'll start with Houston. Tight end Jordan Akins. He's going to be a game-time decision with a concussion. And cornerback Cornell Armstrong is questionable. For Tennessee, a defensive lineman Daquan Jones is questionable. I think Tennessee has looked too good to pick against them here. The defense is... Houston's defense is not great. They're 31st against the run, which is a problem when you have uh, 
Derrick Henry back there, who will probably take another man's soul this weekend. Remember, he destroyed Josh Norman on Tuesday with that stiff arm. Uh, they're, Houston's defense, yeah, 31st. They're allowing 160 yards per game on the ground. Uh, this game could be close, though. Honestly, I am not a big fan. I'm not sold on the Titans' defense, uh, particularly the secondary. And Deshaun Watson, one of the best young quarterbacks, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, they seemed to get it going last week. Brandon Cooks, he came out of uh, whatever hole he was in. Will Fuller's had a solid season. Look out for Randall Cobb as well. So it could be interesting. David Johnson, their running back, has had a solid season too. I still think, though, the Titans are going to win. Brian Tannehill, he's proven that he's been able to hold his own. And he's got some weapons too on offense. Wide receiver A.J. Brown and tight end John U. Smith, both second-year players, both studs. So, yeah, Tennessee wins this game. All right, the 1-3-1 one, and one Bengals are taking on the 3-2 and two Colts. Indy is a 7.5-point favorite. Uh, the Bengals wide receiver Auden Tate is doubtful. Uh, this could be that means more rookie wide receiver T Higgins probably on the field. Cornerback uh, Mackenzie Alexander is also questionable as well. Uh, for Indy, left tackle and Anthony Costanzo is questionable. Tight end Mo Ali Cox is going to be out in this one. Running back Jordan Wilkins is also questionable as well. He wasn't at practice today. That means you're probably going to see more Jonathan Taylor, the rookie running back. Linebacker Darius Leonard, he'd be missing his second week in a row. He's doubtful. He's their best defensive player on a defense that is already really good. Defensive ends Justin Houston and Danico Audrey are also questionable. I think the Colts still win, though. This is a great defense, number one in the league right now. They're going to get after Burrow, who's been sacked 22 times already, which is the most in the league. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is 30th against the run. So I think that the plan for Indy here is just get the ball out of Rivers' hand as soon as possible. A lot of running, like let's run, run, run with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Uh, similar to last week, I think it's going to be similar to last week for Cincinnati against the Ravens. Uh, Burrow's going to struggle against a really solid defense. He's going to be pressure. He's going to be in a hurry. But I'm still interested to see how he does. Remember, uh, he does have the weapons to get to move the ball right. Joe Mixon as well had a rough week against a really solid rushing defense. We'll see if he can maybe get it going on the ground too. For Indianapolis, this is a game that I think they're going to win. That they should win. But you're, uh, but long term, you're looking for Rivers to have a bounce back game here. He has to restore some faith and confidence in his team. Uh, you're looking for no turnovers out of him, maybe like 20, 25 passes, uh, you know, like maybe like 19 of 25, 20 of 25, uh, you know, for like 200-plus yards, maybe a couple touchdowns, no picks. That's the sideline line you want from Rivers. He's got to play better. Remember, uh, their ceiling is capped because of Rivers. I think this is a Super Bowl caliber roster, but their quarterback play limits them. All right, uh, the 0-5 Falcons are taking on the 1-4 Vikings. Minnesota's a four-point. Who would have thought there only one win between these two teams going into the season? I didn't. Minnesota's a four-point favorite. Remember, Atlanta, they now have their interim coach, Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, and their GM, Dimitrov, were fired last week. Defensive end, Takaris McKinney, is out for them. Backup, and his backup defensive end, John Kaminsky, is questionable. The safety, Jalen Hawkins, is also out. But the good news is that Julio Jones should be back in this game. So that is great for them. For Minnesota, Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, this makes sense. Uh, he had hurt his groin on last Sunday night. Uh, Minnesota's bye week is uh, next week, too. So 
this makes sense. You don't want to risk anything long-term, right? He probably plays if you're not playing the own five Falcons, you're playing a better team. Um, and also if the bye week is not next week. Right guard, Drew Samia is out, though. And defensive tackle, Jatrell Johnson, is questionable. Quarterback, Holton Hill, is also doubtful. I think the the Vikings are going to win, but once again, man, I can't get off Atlanta. I like I'm not gonna don't bet them, don't do it. But I love the I love Atlanta plus four. Don't this is not my don't it's not one of my bets, so don't do it. But once I mean I, I love the Atlanta plus four. I love it. Like you know Julio Jones comes back, you know Matt Ryan maybe we'll get it together. Who knows, man? Uh, with Cook out though, you might be thinking like oh maybe I'll pick Atlanta. Uh, you're gonna meet Alexander Madison if you haven't already. He's probably the best backup running back in the league. He's only second to Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt should be a starter somewhere. Again, that's probably one of the steals of the offseason. The Browns being able to sign to re-sign Kareem Hunt, and you're seeing it happen. You're, you're seeing like the benefit of that this season. Uh, it looks seems like the offense has figured things out too for Minnesota. They're fourth in rushing yards per game. They're averaging 160 on the ground. Atlanta can't stop anything. They've got holes all over the place. More injuries again. Again, like Matt Ryan hasn't been playing well either. Only seven touchdowns, three interceptions. He had one last week in the red zone that was a killer. He, ah, he just has not looked great. He does get Julio Jones back though, so this could be a very close game. Uh, but Minnesota's defense under Mike Zimmer, they seem to be figuring things out. So, yeah, pick the Vikings, move on. Don't think about Atlanta plus four. Don't pick Atlanta. Just don't do it. You can't trust them. Don't do it. Adam Dolan, I'm talking to you right now. Do not pick Atlanta. Pick the Vikings. All right. <laughs> the one and three Broncos are taking on the two and two Patriots. New England is a nine point favorite. Drew Locke for Denver, he is going to be back. He gets to start. Although wide receiver K.J. Hamler and linebacker Jeremiah Atachu are both out. Melvin Gordon, running back member, he had a DUI yesterday, or he was arrested with a DUI yesterday. He's questionable with an illness, which is, I'm told, or what I've heard, is completely separate from the DUI, and it's not corona. So, okay. He's, he's probably not going to play. Uh, tight end Noah Fant is also questionable. And defensive tackle Mike Purcell, he he's probably should play, but it says questionable right now. Uh, Denver, fun note for them. They've also been riddled with injuries. Eight guys on their defense are on IR right now. Crazy. For the Patriots, Cam Newton is back. Remember, he uh, wasn't injured. He had to clear COVID protocol, so he's going to be back in this one. Left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, right guard, Shaq Mason, and wide receiver, Julian Edelman. Of course, Edelman. Uh, all three of those guys are questionable. Defensive tackle, Brian Colwart is out, and the defensive end, Adam Butler, is questionable. Uh, New England is going to win this game, and this is my first bet of the week. I'll take the minus nine. Bill Belichick destroys young quarterbacks. It's just that simple. Um, Patrick Mahomes, as good as he is, he still struggles against New England. So yeah, Drew Luck coming back from his soldier from his shoulder injury. Uh, he's got to shake off the rust, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna struggle on this one. Cam Newton's coming back as well, but not because of an injury, right? So he's gonna be fresh. I think that New England's gonna run the hell out of the ball. They're second in the league in rushing right now. Uh, although this is a good, this would be a really good game uh, to get the to get the passing game going. 
to get Nikhil Harry some touches early in this game, see if he can emerge as like the clear number one option, right? But, but between like for Edelman and and Harry, like you know, to have a solid one two, because Edelman can't be the number one guy come December. You know, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry has to in his second. I think he's is this his, is it his third year now? It might be his second. I think it's his second year still out of Arizona State. So this is a, this would be a really solid game to get him going. Remember, no AJ Bouye for them. Uh, Denver is actually just, even despite all their injuries, they're thirteenth um, in run defense. So they're still pretty good. Vic Fangio knows how to play defense. So yeah, Patriots win. Uh, they cover the minus nine. Uh, but yeah, look for Nikhil Harry maybe to get going in this one. I think it'd be really solid for the Patriots if they could start to try to make him emerge that number one option. All right, the one and four uh, football team in Washington. I got to be creative because I can't. They don't have a mascot. Uh, they take on the zero and five Giants. The New York is favored by three points. Uh, for Washington, defensive end Ryan Anderson is questionable. Cornerback Greg Strawman was placed on IR, and their two backup O linemen, David Sharp and Joshua Garrett, are both out. Joshua Garrett was a Niner, huh? Interesting. <laughs> for the Giants, wide receiver, and this would be huge. Wide receiver Darius Slayton, he had that huge week last uh, last time out. Again, he is questionable with a foot injury. That could be huge trouble if he can't play. Defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence and cornerback Adrian Colbert are also questionable. And then linebacker Lorenzo Carter, he underwent season-ending Achilles surgery, so obviously he's out. Uh, I'm going to take the better team here. I feel in Washington, and I'm going to take the uh, you know I'm going to take them to cover it. You know, I'm going to take them to cover, and I'm going to take them to win. So it's my second bet, Washington plus three. Uh, Kyle Allen, quarterback, he's back. He's going to be starting. Alex Smith, remember, when he came in, I think that Washington just said, all right, we we don't want to put a lot on his plate. You know, a year and a half since he's played football, we're just going to make it super simple. So I think that Washington is going to is going to come out here and be better offensively with Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen in there. They were having a good game before he went out injured. Uh, also, their defense, solid pass rush, 17th in the league in pass defense as well. The Giants don't run the ball well. I think they're going to get after Daniel Jones, and he'll probably make a mistake, perhaps fumble, and pull, And I think that they're going to pull out the victory. Especially if Darius Slayton misses, this is very easy for me. I'm going to take the better defense in Washington. I'll take the better coach in Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah, Washington's going to win. They're going to cover and win. It's great. All right, the four and one Ravens are taking on the one three and one Eagles now. As I yesterday, I was looking at this and it was Baltimore minus seven and a half. That's what it was. Uh, also, I'm using ESPN as my odds. Uh, use ESPN, obviously, like it varies for certain places, right? I think like if you use Fox Sport bets for your lines, it could be off by like you know half a point or a point. I'm using ESPN. Uh, so Baltimore, as of Today, uh, they're minus 10. Uh, so I'll start with the Ravens. Wide receiver, Miles Boykin. He, along with his backup, Chris Moore, uh, left tackle, Ronnie Staley, right guard, Tyre Phillips. All four of those guys are questionable, um, along with Marcus Peters, but I think he'll probably play. And then defensive end, Derek Wolf is doubtful. For Philly, <laughs> they just can't catch a break, man. So Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver. 
Wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson. Right tackle, Lane Johnson. Linebacker, Duke Riley. Cornerback, Avante Maddox. And safety, Marcus Epp. All of those guys are out. And then cornerback, just to add insult to injury, cornerback Darius Slay is questionable as well. He's in the concussion protocol, so we'll see how that goes. Normally, I don't know all the rules for that, but I think he has to have like two days clear. So we'll see. I think the Ravens are going to win, but this is my spicy bet of the week. I think I'll take the Eagles plus 10. Listen. Carson Wentz was great last week. I know he turned the ball over twice, but he looked really good against a very solid Pittsburgh defense. All right, they get after the quarterback. He was under pressure all game. Uh, this he has he's second in sacks with 19, so his line stinks. They've been injured, uh, but the but the Eagles' defensive line is very good. Uh, they've they they have been very solid. All right. Uh, Fletcher Cox in there, a couple guys on the edge. They have been great. Um, and the Ravens did not look very good last week. They rolled against a better team, uh, against against a team they were better than. But Lamar Jackson, obviously he was injured last week, didn't practice, but he has not looked amazing this season. And I think that if the Eagles commit to stopping the run here, it's going to be very hard. They have to set the edge, right, really try to contain Lamar Jackson, make sure he doesn't get outside. It's going to be difficult, but if they can stop the run in this game and force Lamar Jackson into third and longs, make him pass like 25, 30-plus times, I think that they could they could possibly win this game. Will it happen? Probably not. The Ravens' defense, I think, is too good, but I do think the Eagles can cover the 10 points. So Ravens win, but Eagles plus 10, that's my spicy pick of the week. All right. The 4-1 the, the Browns. Take on the 4-0 Steelers. This is kind of, remember, there's been a lot of like news around this because this is like the game. Uh, they haven't played since Miles Garrett, Garrett donked uh, <laughs> the Steelers quarterback on the noggin. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, my. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. That's my bad. Uh, Pittsburgh is minus 3.5, so they're favored by 3.5 points. Baker Mayfield for Cleveland. He has a rib injury that he sustained last week. Uh, he says he's going to play, so something to look out for, though. Wide receivers, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., right now he's questionable with an illness. I think that was that happened Wednesday. It's not COVID, but something to keep an eye on. He might not play. Uh, Landry is also questionable, too. Right guard Wyatt Teller and his backup, Drew, to Drew Forbes, excuse me, they are both out. Safety, Carl Joseph and his backup, Ronnie Harrison Jr., they're both out too. And then defensive tackle, Larry Agunjubi and Olivier Vernon, they are both questionable. Olivier Vernon is a defensive end, by the way. Uh, the punter, some special teams love. Uh, Jamie Gillen, he's also questionable. I imagine he'll play. <laughs> I don't know. I love that uh, Bill Parcells quote back in the day. He's talking about his kicker and the team doctors there, and he's saying, yeah, like uh, – He'll he'll probably be able to play, but I don't know if he'll you know. But he's still he's got he's kind of banged up, and he's like, well, I don't need him to play. I just need him to kick. <laughs> I love that. Uh, for the Steelers, wide receiver Deontay Johnson and right guard David DeCastro, they are both out. I'm gonna take the Steelers here, and I'm gonna take them. Yeah, I'm gonna take the three and a half as well. So that's my third bet. Uh, I understand this is uh, an unstoppable force. In the Cleveland's rushing offense, they're first in the league. They're going to meet an immovable object in the Steelers' defense, the second, the second best 
rushing defense in the NFL. I'm going to take the defense here. That also leads the league in sacks. I think Baker is going to be forced. You're going to see. You're going to see uh, like what's under the curtain here, or what's behind under the curtain. Jesus Christ, under the rug or behind the curtain. You're going to see what's behind the curtain here, and that's that Baker Mayfield has not been playing well. I think that the Steelers are going to run the. They're going to stop the run, and it's going to you're you're going to have to rely on Baker Mayfield to make plays, and he has not been sharp, particularly in the second half. Uh, he could prove me wrong though, but if Odell doesn't play and Jarvis Landry, I mean they're screwed. Uh, I also love what the Steelers do on offense. Big Ben has been great. Uh, Miles Garrett could have something to say about it though. He has been a monster. Six sacks from him for him through five games. The Browns, I think, are very vulnerable. As good as their defense has been, okay, they've been they've been top half of the league, uh, but they're very vulnerable in the air. They're fourth in run defense, which is phenomenal, but they're thirtieth in thirtieth when defending the pass. I think Juju Smith-Schuster and the rookie Chase Claypool could be in for big days. I'm taking Steelers, and I'm taking the three and a half points. All right. The Bears, the 4-1 Chicago Bears, are taking on the 3-2 Panthers. Carolina is a 1.5-point favorite. I'll start with Chicago. Left guard Allen Bars is questionable. Safety Deion Bush is out, and safe, and his backup, Sherrick McManus, and defensive tackle Brent Urban are both questionable. For Carolina, Tyler Larson is out their center. He was placed on the COVID list. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel is questionable. But the big one here, Kwan Short. He had season-ending shoulder injury. That's brutal. Defensive end, Yatur Gross-Matos. That's, that's fun to say. Uh, he got placed on IR. Defensive tackle, Zach Kerr, and cornerback, Eli Apple. They are both questionable as well. I'm taking the Bears here. Give me the give me the one and a half as well. I'm taking the one and a half, the plus one and a half, my fourth bet, and I'm taking Chicago to win outright. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm laughing because it's like, we just had the uh, unstoppable force meeting the immovable offense, uh, immovable object with the Steelers and the Browns. Here you have a very stoppable force meeting a very movable object. The Bears are 27th in rushing offense, and the Panthers are 25th in rushing defense. This is, I think, an opportunity for the Bears. Like this, they have a chance here to really like establish the running game. Uh, no K1 short for Carolina, I think, is huge. I really think that the Bears need to get the rushing game going, and I think they do it this week against Carolina. This defense for Chicago is for real. They're ninth in yards allowed. It's a very solid defense. I think it's, I think it's good enough to compete with Green Bay. The problem is, is your offense is very inconsistent. People are like, oh, yeah, Foles is going to solve all the problems. Nay, nay. He has been very up and down. I think that you got to get the running game going if they're going to be considered contenders here. I mean, this is a team. Carolina, they've looked good, right? They've probably been my surprise team of the year. I thought Carolina was going to stink. Matt Rule's done a very good job. But, I mean, the Bears are 4-1, and one, and people are laughing at them. They're not even favored in this game. So this is a game for the Bears. they got to come out here. I think that they could run the ball very effectively against the Panthers here. they got to win. I think that they'll pull it off. They'll cover the one and a half and win outright. I think the game will be close, though. Teddy Bridgewater has kind of gone under the under the radar, I think. He's been, had a very solid year. He's got great weapons. Mike Davis used to be on the Bears. He's been great for, since McCaffrey's been out. 
uh, Robbie Anderson as well. McCaffrey actually could be back in this one. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, so we'll see. But I think the Bears will do enough. All right, come on, Bears. Ditka, Sausage, Bears, cover the one and a half. Win the game outright. Prove me right. Let's go. All right, the one and three Lions. They're taking on the one and four Jaguars. Detroit is a three-point favorite. The Lions are going to be with... Uh, they're going to be without cornerback Desmond Trufant, though, and their safety, C.J. Moore, is questionable. On offense, uh, center Frank Ragnow is questionable as well, and uh, running back Adrian Peterson is also questionable. This is also illness-related. Now, normally there would be illness stuff in the season, right? I think everything's just kind of heightened because of corona stuff. So it's normal to have illnesses, right? Everybody gets sick. So it's not like a huge deal. Unless it's Corona, in which case it's a massive deal. <laughs> For Jacksonville, wide receiver DJ Chark and tight end Tyler Eifert, they're both questionable. Defensive end Josh Allen, defensive tackle Avery Jones, and linebacker Dakota Allen are questionable as well. I think that Detroit is going to win this game, but I'm scared. I'm terrified. Because it's Detroit. But on paper, they should win this game. Jacksonville's defense is awful. They are a dumpster fire. I, didn't, I thought they were in a dumpster fire in Jacksonville, and then uh, I found out that they actually were. 30th in yards allowed, they're, they're awful. But I just don't trust Detroit. I think Jacksonville's offense has been able to run the ball, and run the ball well, and they've been able to pass it well as well, like well too. Obviously, no G.J. Chark hurts them, but LaVisius Chenault has been solid. The rookie running back, Robinson, has been great too. Uh, they've just been terrible in the red zone. Uh, and one of the reasons why is because uh, they, they've had kicking issues. They, they really have. Uh, this is their fifth one. Remember, they have their kicker, their guy, and why, why am I blaming? Josh Lambeau. There we go. Josh Lambeau, he's still on IR. Uh, so now they have their fifth kicker of the year. Second black guy, by the way, which, oh, John, come on, John. Well, but, but in my offense, a black kicker is like a unicorn, and they've found two. So I don't know how, like, it's, it's, it's insanity, right? Like, you got 30, 31 white kickers in the league, and Jacksonville has found two black kickers in the span of three weeks. It's absurd. All right. John Brown is the guy's name. Uh, I hope he does great. I would love to have a black I would love the representation at the kicking position as a fellow African-American. To be fair, I'm more of a caramel macchiato at the end of the day, but it still counts, okay? <laughs> Let's go, John Brown. Make it happen, buddy. Uh, but the Lions, again, they should win this game. Stafford should ball out with Kenny Galladay. They should pop off. I'm just so scared, but I'm going to pick Detroit. All right, the 0-5 the Jets. I just uh, It doesn't matter who the Jets are playing. You should just pick whoever the Jets are playing against. They're taking on the 2-3 and three Dolphins. Miami is a 9.5-point favorite. I'll start with the Jets. Sam Darnold is out again. And honestly, Sam, just keep milking it, dude. Keep milking the shoulder. Just say, like, it's tight. It feels like it's going to come off. Just keep milking the shoulder. Joe Flacco's in there again. The rookie left tackle, Makai Becton. This guy is actually a player, but he's been banged up. He's doubtful for this one. Wide receiver, Brashad Perriman, and left guard, Alex Lewis, are both questionable as well. Uh, a positive thing for the Jets, though, the rookie wide receiver, Denzel Mims, He's back off IR. He was practicing this week. Uh, is he ready to play? I'm not sure. Defensive end, Quinnen Williams, probably their best player on defense. And cornerback, bless 
His first name is Bless. Oh, my goodness. Bless Austin. They are both questionable. Uh, for Miami, their backup tight end, Durham Smith, is questionable. Now, normally the backup tight end I don't care about, but Miami uses a lot of tight ends in their offense. Like They normally have like two or three tight ends on the field always. So he, he could play a part in their, running, in their running scheme, their passing scheme as well. Linebackers Shaq Mason and Kyle Van Noy are both questionable as well. Uh, and defensive tackle Devon Godshow. It is literally G-O-D and then C-H-A-U-X. God show? God, God show. He's on IR, so I don't have to pronounce his name ever again, which is fantastic. You pick the Dolphins here, okay? It's, it's not rocket science. You pick the Dolphins. Uh, if you want to take the 9.5 points, you can. The Jets probably won't cover it. It's not my bet, but you can take it. Here, The Jets are second in points allowed with 32 uh, their defensive coordinator, he came out and said, like, well, obviously that's not what I want, but, I mean, scoring is up in the in the league. It's like, what? It doesn't matter. Well, they play better defense. Like, what? That <laughs> they do have solid pieces, though. I'll give them that. Like, they do have solid pieces. They're only 25th in yards allowed. So, I mean, they just, they just suck in the red zone. Speaking of sucking in the red zone, their offense is the worst in the league. Uh, so... Obviously, the peak is Seattle. They're scoring about ninety. They're scoring touchdowns on ninety percent of their red zone, like appearances. That's insane. If you want to know what the valley is, it's the Jets. They're only getting a touchdown on twenty five percent of their red zone opportunities. So, uh, yeah, a quarter of the time they get a touchdown, and then three fourths of the time they either turn the ball over or get a field goal. Really bad. You're gonna see Fitz Magic in this one. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's going to be on the scene. He was great last week, although that was more than Niners being bad. But, hey, I love me some Fitzmagic. He's such <laughs> – I love it, man. 15 years in the league, and he looks like he's having more fun than anybody else out there. It's fan. It's fantastic. You're not going to watch this game, uh, but the Dolphins are going to win. You can take the 9.5 if you want. I didn't, but it's just so many points, man. It really is. But uh, it should hit. All right, two more games here. The Packers, they're 4-0. They're taking on the 3-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Green Bay is a one-point favorite in this one. I'll start with the Pack. Devontae Adams, wide receiver, and defensive tackle Kenny Clark, they are both back, baby, off the bye. That's huge for the Packers. Defensive end, Montrevious Adams, and uh, his – oh, sorry. Montrevious Adams, defensive end, Ladarius Smith, linebacker, and his backup, Rashawn Gary, out of Michigan, and cornerback Kevin King, all four of those guys are questionable. I expect Ladarius Smith and Gary to play. They've played through stuff before. For Tampa Bay, uh, they also get some people back, too. Leonard Fournette, running back, and wide receiver Chris Godwin, who they've missed. Uh, he, they should both be back this week. They have a huge loss, though. Defensive tackle, Vita Vea. He was he's huge for them. He's one of the reasons why they've been so great against the run. He is out for the season with it says broken leg, but I I mean it could be something else. Defensive tackle Khalil Davis, his backup is also questionable, and cornerback Carlton Davis. Uh he'll probably play, but it says that it's gonna be a game time decision. I'm gonna go pack go on this one. I'm gonna take this is my fifth bet too i'm going to take the minus one i think that this could get out of hand very early tampa bay has problems on offense now they do get godwin and fournette back but the o-line has not been stellar brady's already been sacked eight times 
He's been under pressure. They've had penalties as well, a ton of false starts. Um, I think the defense has also been exposed through the air. Justin Herbert, the rookie for the Chargers, he torched them last week, especially on long balls. And now you face a guy in Aaron Rodgers who's been phenomenal, 13 touchdowns, no picks, and he gets his best weapon back on offense, Devontae Adams. So he's been doing it without Adams. Now he gets Adams back. Uh, this could get out of hand early, especially for a team with the like, as the, like the Packers that average a league best thirty eight points a game. Oh, it could be scary. The solid their defense has been solid too. As much as I don't like them like, for whatever reason, I think the Bucks do have a chance though if they're able to slow this game down. I think Ronald Jones, who's been great for them, again I don't trust Green Bay's defense on the ground particularly. So I think that you could run against Green Bay. I think you could see a lot of Ronald Jones, a lot of Fournette in this game, maybe make it interesting. But I'm going to take Green Bay and them to cover the one point, which is I can't believe it's that close. I would, ex- I, would I expect the Green Bay to be maybe like a five-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go Pat Go. I'll take the Cheeseheads and the minus one, absolutely. And then finally, last but certainly not least, we got – Sunday Night Football, the 4-1 Rams taking on my 2-3 Niners. The Rams are a three-point favorite. For LA, linebacker Makai Kaiser is questionable. And then their other linebacker, Ogbania Akurokro. It took me forever, man, uh, to, to get that. Elbow surgery, he's going to be out four to six weeks. For the Niners, Jimmy G, he says he feels great. Remember, he's battling a high ankle sprain that he suffered in week, week two, I believe. Yeah, against the Jets. Running back Jeff Wilson Jr. is questionable, but Mostert is back, and so and McKinnon is still healthy as well, so it's not like a huge slot. But he does he's like our goal line back, so as another dimension. Linebacker Quan Alexander, huge surprise here. Not God, he can't stay healthy. And cornerback Dante Johnson are both out, and then cornerback Emmanuel Mosley and safety Marcel Harris are questionable. So obviously still injuries, but Jimmy G says he's back. Remember last week he did not look himself. Had the two turnovers, but I think he was still favoring his ankle. He says that he feels better this week, so that's good because uh, my prediction for this game, the hungry, the hungry dog runs faster, all right? It does. And I think that the Niners not only are going to cover the three, but they're going to win outright, okay? Now, the Rams are good, all right? They're fourth in yards allowed, their defense is. Uh, they're second in pass defense, and they're ninth in rushing yards allowed as well. Their defense is great. Uh, but, you know, the Niners' defense, even after last week getting destroyed, they're fifth in yards allowed, third in pass yards allowed, and tenth in rush yards allowed. So they're right there with the Rams, all right? And maybe you're saying, like, well, John, the Niners haven't really played anybody, all right? They played Arizona. They've been hot and cold. They've played the Jets and the Giants. You know, it's like, oh, they're not very good. It's like they've played you know, the Dolphins. We didn't think were that great either. It's like, you know, these aren't very good teams. It's like, well, uh, guess what? Uh, the Rams haven't played anybody either. They've played the entire NFC West. So, uh, you know, I, this is a must-win for the Niners, in my opinion. If they're serious about maybe making the playoffs or, like, somehow winning the division, it starts Sunday night. And the offense has got to step things up, okay? Because I think the defense might get a little bit exposed again Right, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, that's very scary. Uh, the offense, 21st in yards per game. Uh, they have too many weapons to allow that to happen, okay? They also got to be better on third down. Only 42% uh, conversion rate on third down. And in the red zone, 
which has been a killer for them for at least several years now. Pass protection also has to step it up. They've allowed 18 sacks, which is the fourth most. That scares me. That could really make this all go to the toilet for me. But this week, I said it, it's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'm taking the Niners all the way. The Rams right now, they're tied with the Steelers uh, with the most sacks in the league with 20. So, yeah, th- this could be a problem. Aaron Donald is a destroyer of worlds. So, yeah, watch him Sunday night. If you're just a fan of football, you should tune into this game. I think it's going to be great. I think that you're going to see a Niners team in the throwback unis, the all-whites, Look good, feel good, and if you feel good, you play good. I think that's what's going to happen. Let's go, Niner gang. we got to turn around, turn the season around. Bang, bang, Niner gang. They're going to cover the three and win outright. That's my pick. That's my last bet. Let's get it done. Whew. All right, that's that's the preview, okay? I think I think that uh, I'm feeling 11... I'm feeling 11 wins at the minimum, okay? I'm not going to say I'm going to get them all, get all the picks right, uh, but... You know, ten at the minimum. I think I, I like now. This has this week has the opportunity. It's like a make or break week because I did pick a couple upsets here. So it's either going to be really good or like on Monday I'm going to be like, oh man, the Niners got destroyed, and all my other picks didn't go well too. But I feel very confident about all my picks and my bets. So the six bets I got: New England minus nine, Washington plus three, Pittsburgh minus three and a half, Chicago plus one and a half, Green Bay minus one, the Niners plus three, and then my spicy pick is Philadelphia plus 10. So, yeah, I feel good. It's going to be another great week of football. I'm ready, man. Week six. Let's go. All right, that is going to do it for this episode, though. Another week comes and goes. We're getting through them now. Now it feels kind of like a routine. This week was weird, though, with the upload schedule. This episode is going to come out mad late I apologize for that. Thank you so much for listening, though. If you enjoyed it, feel free to share. Hey, next week, the schedule is going to be jam-packed. I've got it now to where I want it to be. Obviously, you know, there's bumps in the roads. There's growing pain, stuff like that. So uh, next week, though, 10 a.m. at the latest. That's when they're going to be out, 10 a.m. at the latest. Uh, I'm really going to try my best to stick to that. Obviously, sometimes life gets in the way, but I think that I've gotten everything where it needs to be. And so that is the plan for next week. Get those episodes out earlier in the day. That is going to do it, though. Have a great weekend. Go watch some sports. Boo, Dodgers, boo. Come on, Rays. Close it out. Let's go, Niner Gang, on Sunday Night Football. And I will see you guys next week.